Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Well, someone just sent me an article, and I'll read you the title. Indiana's as Supreme Court to strip parent parental rights from gay couples, and they may succeed. This um, article comes out of a. I can never get the right the initials right. LGBTQ uh, paper. The Supreme Court has taken unusual steps that could start the unraveling of marriage equality. The new conservative court waited up, waited until far right justice Amy Coney. Barrett was confirmed before considering a case involving whether same-sex couples have the same right to presume parenthood that opposite-sex couples do. And this has to do with, with, like, on a birth certificate whose name gets put down as the parents. And with uh, a straight couple, it's assumed that there's a male parent and the female mother. Uh, With gay rights, apparently, you don't necessarily get uh, to put, like if you're you're two women having a child, even if one of them has donated an egg to the other one, uh, and then they're artificially inseminated, you don't necessarily get to put the other parents name the other mother on the birth certificate. So that kind of starts off the process of those two people do not have uh, the rights associated with being a child's parent. Well, that's, that's not consistent with my current values. But I grew up in a fundamentalist religion and was there till I was 30. And I, you know, used the Bible as my guide. I have to say that, you know, there's quite a few years there where I was a reverse hypocrite. I followed the teachings, but I didn't believe them anymore. So there was a transition period. There's a lot of my life that I lived in a world where I argued anything, any moral decision, any action by based on what the Bible said, and that was my frame of reference. Um, and we tried to take scriptures that were written 2,000 years ago and apply them to whatever problem was facing us at the moment. Um, I now look back on that as, you know, kind of a a cult insanity. But when you're in the middle of it, um, and your frame of reference is the Bible, and your frame of reference is other people whose frame of reference is the Bible, and this whole tradition and religion and way of seeing the world... Um, 
it's not so easy to see it like I now see it from a very liberal perspective. And so we have this Supreme Court that comes in and makes decisions based on the law. But of course, you know, the people sitting on the Supreme Court are human beings, um, biased by their own experiences. And now most of them are conservatives and they've come from an environment um, more like the first 30 years of my life instead of the last 40 years of my life. They come to it as being educated people, which I, I think is kind of a antithesis to fundamentalism. But apparently it isn't, judging by the fact that very educated people still believe uh, in the Bible as their frame of reference. And they may not believe it as literally as I do, but they still the Bible has unusual sway and biblical teachings have unusual sway in their lives compared to the billions of other books that have been written. Oh, that didn't make any sense to me, but it makes sense to a lot of people. So you have a Supreme Court in which the people supposedly are able to shed their own personal biases and beliefs and their upbreaking and their subconscious minds and their emotions and logically deduce what's in front of them and come up with a ruling. Well, we haven't seen the, the ruling come out yet. Um, but I think it's a little bit of a a farce or, you know, an elephant in the room to believe that people's upbringing, background, friends, relationship, their framework, their existence uh, can be overridden by principles of law, which in turn are based on kind of the, you know, the common law view of life that it's been practiced by people forever, so therefore this is right. Um, like a common law wife, you live with a woman for 20 years and they assume she's your wife. So, I don't know what happens to the girlfriend that you see for five years while you're married. Well, I do know because it's in the biblical, you know, you have your wife and then you have your girlfriend who's not your wife and that's sin and the other one's okay. The fact that you could have legitimate relationship with both, of course, most wives would not be okay with that, but there are poly people that that would be okay and it would be above board. So this frame of reference 
and how it becomes us and the way we function is kind of the elephant in the room and a lot of stuff. And yet we pretend that pure logic uh, sorts this stuff out. That's not really how it works. And this is an example of that. Well, this is kind of feeds in, I think, as a good example to the book uh, George Lay uh, on the political mind. And as we go through that book, we'll think back about this legal case and conservatives versus liberals in the Supreme Court and in life and shouldn't be against. It's just like, how do we find a way to coexist when our frames of reference are so much different? And how do you stay a, you know, a country based on laws, uh, which in turn have been built up from what is common practice and common beliefs. Um, and we like to think we can transcend that and become, you know, logic-based, compassion-filled human beings. Um, and not to say that some conservative people aren't better at being compassionate human beings than liberals. I don't think there's a def- there's not a correlation there that I can see. You can be really good people and have completely two different frames of reference. Now, how as humans do we navigate that? I don't have a clue. I'm just making an observation and trying to look at um, fellow humans, not as you know, idiots when they disagree with me, and try to understand the world they live in. Um, and of course, I think I'm a little lucky to do that because I've lived in a lot of places and a lot of different groups associated with, you know, had a thousand dollar bottle of wine with the drug lord in El Paso once. And I've sat and had beers with three billionaires in my life. So I think I'm pretty lucky in my life, all the places and things I've done and seen. It's been a good ride. Anyway, I'm trying to take that good ride and trying to see people um, with an open heart and that they're valued and see the sacred in each of them, which is the what the word Namaste means. Anyway, this is your ancient Texan. Hoping you see your neighbor as your friend. Or at least as another human being. Have a good one. Namaste from the ancient Texan. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small, 
and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.